everyone and welcome to Hosted. This is where I get to interview folks who are typically on the other side of the mic asking the questions. So I get to flip the script a bit on Hosted and and interview hosts and find out all about their podcasting journey. And today I have Trevor Lee on Hosted. He is the host of two podcasts, Better Presentations, More Sales, and running 44 at 60. So you can only imagine what that means. 44 miles, that's like, that makes my legs hurt just just thinking about it. Hey, Trevor. Hello, how? Brandy, great. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. That's an absolute pleasure. You know, I'm delighted to be on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a treat, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, it's one of the things I don't, seek out to do enough of but uh yeah so it's nice to uh I'll, i'm hoping to learn lots of tips from you that i can then use as a as an interviewer myself when i get back on my on the other side again <laughs> oh no 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 this is all about you you're going to be giving us the tips for, right. for podcasting <laughs> <laughs> well let's you know you so you have two podcasts now and your i think your first podcast was was better presentation more sales and you just launched episode 215 and you're publishing weekly i believe correct that's right yeah every uh, every monday i'm in the uk so it hits the world at 7am on a monday uk time great and that's been has that been pretty consistent since the time you started not from the very word go, though, I must admit, because when I first started the podcast, I had a, a guy down here in Cornwall in the UK who no one really knew about, but had been podcasting for quite a while in the personal finance sector. And I actually heard him mentioned on another podcast when I'd started listening to podcasts. I got in touch with him and he was great. We met up and he gave me lots of advice. And then after I'd done a few episodes... Uh, over a you know bit a bit scattergun really to be honest no real consistency <laughs> in when they were coming out and then I asked him you know if he would kindly review what I'd done so far and, and one of the things he said was you've got to be more consistent in when you put the podcast out so you've got to decide if you're going to do this properly then set a time and date and just bring it out and so that was when Monday 7am which would have been a couple of months or three or four months probably into when I started actually podcast in itself. So that's so great. And you have guests on every single episode. Yes, I do. But I didn't originally, uh, Brandy. Originally, I was just recording my own kind of views on tips and ideas around my my subject area. Yeah. And what really kicked guests off was lockdown because, you know, lockdown hit as as it did in most parts of the world in March 2020. And I joked at the time that I'd had a paid Zoom account for, well, probably two years and used it twice. <laughs> and, uh, so the only the only guest recordings I'd done at that stage, bar one, I think, were lugging kit round to people, you know, and it yeah. wasn't very practical to do that. So in lockdown, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't see anybody. And I, I thought, right, I've got to use this. I've got to get, you know, cracking on Zoom. Everybody else was. And then suddenly... Uh, I, I started interviewing people on Zoom, and then as soon as I interviewed a couple of people, I, I, I then had requests from people, you know, in the states in your part of the world to come on the podcast. Which, you know, I'd never dreamt of having anyone in the states on the podcast before. 
that's what really took it off. And then after that, it's largely been interviews. I still like to do some of my own um, stuff. And I'm, I'm planning in June to have a break from guests and just do my own stuff in June. Because I think, you know, that adds value to what I'm trying to do. And, um, and it just gives the listeners a little bit of a break from podcast guests. Yeah. And do you, are you taking recommendations for content or how do you decide what you're, what you're going to cover? Well, my ambition with, you know, better presentations, more sales is to help listeners do exactly that. So I'm helping, mm -hmm. you know, my, the whole thing about it is to try and listeners listen to the podcast and they will come away with ideas and tips and advice that will help them deliver better, more confident, more successful presentations, either at events or in front of clients or in front of their own people or whatever it might be. So that's really my focus. And if I can, if guests come on, ideally, I want them to be, you know, sharing that sort of knowledge and ideas. Occasionally, I have people on um, who, you know, contribute to the whole situation, but not maybe come on and say, here's five top tips for a presentation. Yeah, no, and 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 it's it's pretty cool because you have a you have a variety of of guests coming on to discuss a multitude of different topics, and I mean things that like I I listened to your most recent episode with the laughter man and um, bringing in laughter and how important that is, and that was just really I mean just the the different concepts the the titles to the episode I mean that. Do you spend a lot of time? Does it kind of, does it come naturally when you're interviewing and people are presenting a topic to you, like, hey, I want to come on the show and talk about this? Does that all kind of just develop naturally? I think, yeah, I think to a degree, Brandy. I mean, I I'm not some get, uh, hosts I know send out you know a series of very predetermined, very set questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I tend not to do that. First of all, once I've once I've decided the guest is going to be right for the podcast and yeah, use the example of, of Pete Can the Laughter Man. And I think, you know, in business, humor is under underestimated and undervalued. And he sounded quite interesting. I did actually do a pre-interview with him, which I don't always do, just to be sure there was going to be some value in this. And then although it's not necessarily about presentations, I think if you do a presentation, for example, and you can bring humor into it, you're going to engage your audience, which is a key part of it. So Hopefully, in all the subject areas I cover, there is a link back to that core concept of delivering that that kind of better presentation. But um, yeah, you know, it's great. It's great fun having a mixture of guests on the podcast. Well, and I think that's what I like most about your lineup is that it, from the surface, it's not always so apparent. Like, what does laughter have to do with presentations? You know, and like kind of digging in but once you once you listen you're like oh yeah no there's definitely a place for this so um so that's what's that's the that's the coolest part is like yes the core concept better presentations more sales but there's so many different ways to look at that and and to bring guests on and kind of dive into their expertise or something they found successful which is really great so now i'm going to pivot a bit because i'm thinking Based on the timing that you started having guests, it seems like it's about the same time that you launched your second podcast, Running 44 at 60. I see some running jerseys behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, very briefly, the uh, the story of 44 at 60, Brandy, was that uh, it started in February 2019, and I knew I was 
just over two years away from April 2021 when this landmark birthday was was going to hit me. And uh, some of my friends had, had reminded me uh, two years out, you know, about this. And I think they only told oh, me. Because, that's such good friends. Well, uh, yeah, but I think it's a caveat. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it was, come on, uh, we need to come to Cornwall in 2021 and we need some reason for doing it. And you've got a birthday coming up, so that'll do. So, of course, <laughs> ultimately that was all scuppered by, by the pandemic. But nevertheless, I was a, a guest speaker at a business event in February 2019 uh, here in the UK. and. Um, I would already in the back of my mind was thinking of a a challenge I needed to do. And I just recently, within a few months, had joined the local running club and I was doing park runs and uh, I'd done a couple of marathons, but not for a few years. And so my goal at the time was to do a third marathon. And I thought that would be a big challenge reaching this landmark birthday. You know, it felt quite daunting. I was running about seven miles at the time at the most. And I went to this business event. There was a headline speaker, a guy called Jim Lawless, who some of your listeners may have heard of. His his concept is Taming Tigers. He's an international speaker. And basically, Taming Tigers is all about setting yourself challenges way outside your comfort zone. You know, the things that you think about for a brief second, you think that'd be great. And then you immediately dismiss it because you just think there's no way in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to put yourself under pressure to do it and all those sort of things. So I'm listening to Jim. And I was thinking the third marathon, it's not a big enough challenge trip. You know, you've got to do something a bit bigger than that. So uh, this 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 title of this run called the Classic Quarter flashed into my head. Now, I didn't really know what it was, but I knew it was a big event down here in Cornwall. So I looked it up over lunchtime and it turned out it was a ultra marathon and it was on the coast path of Cornwall. And it started not far from where I'd lived, where my children were growing up. And um, so I thought, right, this is it. And then I checked the mileage. <laughs> and it turns out it was like 44 miles. And I oh, thought, oh, my goodness. God. Wow. That's, that's probably a tad more than I was thinking. But anyway, nevertheless, you know, heat of the moment. And they do say in life, you know, if you don't take your chances and your opportunities. So I knew in the afternoon that I was going to be introduced, along with the three other afternoon speakers, to the audience and that Jim would still be there. So there were going to be six of us on the platform. And I thought, right, I'm going for this, but I've got to manage it. So, A, I've got to sit next to Jim. And secondly, I've got to be the last person to be introduced to the audience. So he, he fortunately went on the stage first, got to the seat at the far end. So I'm elbowing my way past everybody else to get sat next to him. And then we were asked two questions. You know, What are you going to share with your audience this afternoon? And what did you learn from Jim in the morning? So I spent about 10 seconds talking about what I was going to do in the afternoon and then launched into this, hey, in 2021, I'm going to run 44 miles. That's my big challenge. And that's what this fellow on my right. So we had a shake of hands, a little bet and all this stuff. And that's 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 where it came from, Brandy, really. And then a couple of months later, the brand, fought, well, I think I started calling it 44 at 60 fairly soon and then decided to launch a podcast. And the reason I launched the podcast was as a learning and motivational tool. So I I knew nothing about how to plan or run or prepare for an ultra marathon. So I just picked out people who I knew or people knew who said they would be great. And I just got them on the podcast. So I didn't really care about listeners. I was only interested in learning from myself. It's pretty self-serving, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, the other thing about it is that I think with any anything you do like that, the more you the more you shout about it, and the more you tell people about it, the more real it becomes. The more chances are you're not going to say forget about it. 
So I felt yeah. that was really important. So I'd already told 150, 200 people at this event that I was going to do it. Some of, you know, quite a few probably knew me. So they kept, you know, they were able to remind me that I'd said I was going to do this. So it was kind of no backing out. So that's where it started. And because I'd got the podcast experience with the business one, it was a relatively easy thing to set up another podcast. And uh, yeah, and the event took place in May, almost a year ago, May 2021. I did manage it. I got the shirt, as you can see behind me. So I did succeed in, and uh, raised quite a lot of money for the local children's hospice, 7,000 sterling pounds. And I'm still doing the podcast now because I really enjoy doing it and I'm still learning about running. That's fantastic. Congratulations. That is very impressive. This is really <laughs> impressive. And to make that decision. So you're listening to Jim, feeling a little inspired, decided your tiger was going to be the 44 miles and you made that decision just Absolutely. like that. It's incredible. And what was really interesting was that a lot of the stuff that I, I was sharing on the presentation podcast was very relevant to the running to the running thing. So interesting. I, like what? Well, I think the key to a, a really good presentation is preparation and practice. I mean, there are several other things as well, but those if you don't do your preparation and you don't do your practice. You're putting yourself in jeopardy of not delivering that great presentation. And clearly, if you're going to run 44 miles, you have to do a lot of preparation in terms Absolutely. of the training and then organizing and practicing eating, you know, practicing things like eating on the run. I've never done that before. Practicing, you know, how to how to mentally deal with running, you know, so far and practicing running a lot of miles on one day and a lot of miles the next day. So your legs get used to it. So there were so many learning crossovers. I mean, I did. I don't know whether I mentioned it in the stuff I sent you, but I did end up writing a book about it, which is a business and running combined book. So, yeah, so it was it was a it was a fabulous experience. Yeah, that's really cool. So when did you launch the book? The book came out in December. So um, just recently. Yeah. So um, uh, I could flash it on the screen. Yeah, for you. let's flash it. <laughs> 12 Mrs. Lessons, running an ultra marathon. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think there really is. There's a ton of, just in training in general with, if you, you know, are, are training for something on, on the health side, health and business, bring family into the mix, like all of those things, there's a lot of crossover. Uh, yeah, there absolutely is. And, and, and I'd, uh, so the book is in three parts, really. The book is, you know, 12 running sections. And then the linked 12 business sections. And then the third part is the, is the training log, effectively, because I, I kept a running diary for many years, but particularly during this, this uh, you know, this situation, because I, I think I did something like 2,300 training miles or something like that in the end. So. Wow, that is so impressive. So you have, so now you're you're running these two podcasts. So what have you you know, they're different, but as you just mentioned, they're also very similar. What different experiences have you had hosting the two different podcasts? Something that has uh, surprised me when I've been a host is just how much I've learned myself. Now, I, mm. I knew that was going to happen with the running one. I wasn't ready for quite as much as I've learned from the, from the business one, from the presentation one. Sometimes, Brandy, I, I sit here and I do the interviews and I feel as though I'm getting one-to-one 30-minute -one coaching. Yes, you <laughs> are. amazing people who normally, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get anywhere near having a conversation with them. So it's been fantastic in the, in the, you know, the people I've met 
coming on your show in, included. And the, le- the the things I've learned, particularly in the last two years, have, have just been amazing, you know. And um, yeah, so and the generosity of I mean, there are some people who want to come on your podcast and just talk about their brilliant story, and it's pretty irrelevant, really. So I try and steer clear of those people now. But the people who share real value, you know, that's mm-hmm. and, and that's been the surprise, I suppose, in terms of I didn't really think that was what I I hadn't really appreciated that was going to be one of the outcomes. Yeah, it is hard because, you know, guests come with their own agendas and and the reasons why they want to be on your show. And so making sure that that you're delivering, because ultimately you are there for your listeners and yourself. And, and part of that is that you want to have some takeaways. You want people to to feel like they know more once the podcast ends than they did before it started. Do you do intro calls? Like, how do you get a sense of what people are going to bring to the conversation? One of the big lessons for me, once I started doing interviews, was trying to avoid, you know, just getting a bit carried away by the fact that suddenly people wanted to come on my podcast. Yeah. Looking back, I think I pretty much got it right most of the time, but I'm, I think I'm better at it now. I have to be better at it now because for whatever reason, I get loads and loads of requests through agents or or podcast sites or something for people who want to come on the show. And if I turn the clock back even a year, this is the business show I'm talking about, I would, you know, be thinking, oh, great, someone wants to come on my show. That's amazing. I'd look them up and they'd be this amazing person who'd done these fantastic things, you know. They'd, they'd gone from nothing to a billion dollars in a year, you know, and all this. And I'm going, oh, great. Well, and now I realise that a lot of those, uh, or they've got this brilliant new book out or something, I realise a lot of those are actually... I'm just on the list. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm just a random email like everybody else. And I've had, I think I've had three today, frankly. Um, and I've gone back to all of them and said, I'm not really sure you know about my podcast. You claim to, but what you're suggesting it doesn't fit with me. So if you, unless you can come up with something better, it's thanks, but no thanks, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, a lesson there, I think, that I've learned big time is you have to be selective. Uh, I tend not to do pre-interviews. I tend to do some, you know, particularly with agents, I tend to ask them to send me stuff and I'll evaluate it and I kind of make a decision. I'll, I'll look the person up. I'll do my research. I'll look at their offering and, and I'll kind of make my own choice rather than necessarily do a pre-intro. I do occasional ones. mentioned Pete earlier. I did one with him. But usually I, I kind of make that call and then and then trust to my judgment that I've got roughly the right. Made guess. the right choice. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I'm assuming that 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 it's that that technique is in play for both podcasts. You not only the the presentation better presentation podcast but also the the running podcast because both of them it's really important for you to be delivering valuable information to your listeners so that being able to have an understanding of what somebody's going to bring to the conversation is is important for both. Yeah, I think I think with the running one, I tend to go out and, and find the guests more. I've never really in the last, certainly in the last what couple of years, really gone out to find guests for the for the biz, the presentation one. They've kind of come my come way. To you. But with the running one, um it's it's me often going out to find people because most of my guests for the running one tend to be in the UK, whereas the guests for the even though I'm based in the UK, the guests for the presentation one tend to be far more global. In fact, hardly anybody from the UK, frankly. So 
the running one, if I meet somebody or I hear about somebody or somebody recommends somebody who I think, actually, that would be really interesting to talk to them about their running story, then I tend to go after them and persuade them that they should come on my podcast because a lot of them aren't the regular podcasters, you know. Yeah, they're not on the podcast circuit. No, no, they're not. No, definitely not. One or and, two are, but it's a different it's a different concept altogether in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine too, and you'll have to, to talk through this probably a little bit more, but with the podcast, the Better Presentation podcast, when you are receiving potential guests, it's easier to, I mean, they're, they're coming, you have a better understanding of what they're going to bring to the conversation. For the running podcast, you're seeking people out and they're not putting themselves out there to be on a podcast. So you may have to do a little bit more work as a host to get the the goods out of them. I think they probably come a little bit more protected. Is that accurate? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, as you rightly say, a lot of the the presentation guests, you know, I, I get quite a few through podcast agents and they're very slick and very professional and well-prepared. You know, some of them are great. Some are a bit, you know, we've sent it to a hundred people and you can spot those. A good example of the running one is I'm interviewing a lady 24 hours after we're doing this interview. And uh, I heard her speaking at a major running sh- event uh, show exhibition in the UK at the weekend. She was on a panel. She'd done this extraordinary thing where in 2019, she'd run seven marathons in seven days on seven continents wow fantastic story it's amazing and and she also broke the uh, the women's record for the average time per marathon Incredible. and um, so by sheer chance uh, a few minutes after she finished you know being one of the speakers i bumped into her on a you know on her own i was with my daughter and so I said, are you the lady who was on the stage just now? <laughs> she said, yes, I was. <laughs> so I immediately introduced myself and I say, look, this is going to sound a bit random, but I've got this podcast and I've got a business card I carry with me for a double-sided one with both podcasts. And I said, it would be great if you would be at all interested in coming on my podcast. You know, you won't have heard of it, but, you know, I'm, I've done a lot of episodes. It'd be fantastic. And uh, she gave me a card with her email on and I emailed her and, I thought, ah, well, you know, I'm sure she's thinking, who's that? Who's that crazy guy? Who <laughs> show, you know. And uh, anyway, she's uh, booked in, so we're doing it. We're doing it. And um, so, yeah, that's the kind of way I get guests. Really, is that I find these people who've got a great story to tell. Some have never been on a podcast. I, I interviewed a guy today who has got a clothing brand that he started. An Italian guy. He lives in the UK now. He started this amazing clothing brand, and. Um, I met him at another show and then I saw him again at the at the show and I and I've got to know him and we do we did the podcast recording this morning. So uh, he said oh, I'm really nervous about this Trevor because I've never really been on a podcast before. So but he had a great story to tell and uh, and all that. So that's kind of how the running podcast guests come along uh, Brandy, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I and I especially love that you um mentioned a couple times just having a good story to tell and that's something that I always tell our clients is because we are a podcast booking agency. I'm sure we've reached out to you many times with some of our clients, (laughs) but it's so important to have a story. That is what we're connected to. And you've got it really well, even just telling the the story of how you launched the podcast, how you decided to do the, the 44 mile run that the story, like I was, you know, with, with audio, it's so great because you get to kind of set the stage with your language. 
with the story that you build. And the listeners are, are just imagining, like I'm seeing you sitting on the stage next to Jim and, you know, just like <laughs> with anticipation. But that's that's the important piece to, to all of this is is storytelling. Absolutely. And I think that's that's part of the I think you try and do that when you're you're selecting your guests as well, because I like to think that, you know, my podcasts are relatively short. You know, I always say to guests 20 minutes and sometimes, you know, it might be 25 because if they if it's great and it's really motoring, then I don't stop it. Well, I do stop it. I don't go beyond 30 for sure. But I think um, you're absolutely right. For me, you know, I'm trying to provide some energy and some inspiration to my listeners. And I really want my guests to have that kind of same view or attitude if you like so mm-hmm. but it's hard to get a feel for their energy and inspiration from their short video or their one sheet or whatever it might be but yeah so I try and encourage them that's why I go for the like we're doing now the conversational style rather than right next question I need to ask you is you know yeah and you do bring the energy to your podcast and I think that that I've noticed just listening to various podcasts you know you have hosts who who bring the energy you have some that are more subdued you have folks that kind of fall somewhere in the middle and it and I don't know if you've you've noticed this but the guests do tend to match the energy that you're bringing so for you and you really turn up the energy when you're the host and and I can I can hear it in your guests and I'm not sure if that's just the selection process but I would imagine that it's your presence that's amping them up? Well, I'd like to think it's probably a bit of both, really, in a sense. I mean, I've had one or two guests, and it's been clear that, you know, they just want to ramble on. So I have to try and, you know, wear my sort of like TV interviewer and, say, and cut in, you know, yeah. and interrupt. And I say to people, you know, don't don't interrupt, but you have to sometimes interrupt. You do. Uh, I also try, if I can, because, you know, the mirroring thing, to pick up the pace uh, and, and give them an idea that that's what they should be doing. So I've been very fortunate that there's only been really one or two I can, you know, I can vaguely think of where the pace I felt was a bit steady for me and my listeners. But I think largely it's been pretty dynamic. When you say to people, right, 20 minutes, here we go, it's going to go in a flash. So let's not mess around here. You know, that's what I kind of say in the, in the intro before we you go live. establish that up front. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And hey, yeah. between two podcasts and close to 300 episodes, two, that's not a bad ratio. I'd say <laughs> that's, that's really amazing. good. It's amazing how they all add up. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that's incredible. Cool. Well, Trevor, I was hoping that you, because you've had a lot of experience in the world of podcasting and, and you've put a lot of, of thought and care into to the development of the show and could you give us some tips, just, you know, things, some takeaways from either show, both shows, something that would be helpful for the listeners, just like, hey, be mindful of this, maybe reevaluate what you're doing when you're two months in, whatever it might be. I was uh, listening to or watching a, a recording of a webinar this afternoon, actually, by, by coincidence, and somebody, they were talking about podcasting, and somebody mentioned that the majority of podcasts, ninety percent they quoted, don't get beyond a year, mm. and the, the average podcast only gets twenty-two listeners or something. That's what they claimed. So I think if you if you're going to do a podcast, I think my first thing is don't get obsessed by the numbers. Yeah, 
just just do it because you really want to share something. And that was my view, is that I think I've got something to share. And I found that podcasting was a great vehicle for sharing it. So I don't really worry too much about the numbers. I just want to feel as though if there are listeners out there, and I know now there are obviously quite a lot for my podcast, but initially I, you know, I thought, right, I'm just going to tell, you know, if people pick this up and they benefit from it, great. That's my giving back to the world bit kind of thing. So that's what I was thinking. And I think if you go into podcasting with that attitude, then chances are you'll be probably more successful than you than you thought you might be. Um, if you get too obsessed with thinking, oh, well, have I only got, you know, 30 downloads this week or I've only got 40 downloads this week, then, you know, maybe that's not the right thing for you to do. So that would be that would be one tip. One of the other tips, Brandy, is this consistency thing. Mm. You know, if you're going to do it, you might as well be consistent. And one of the things I was told in the early days is try and record at least a couple of episodes in advance if you can. Um, yeah. So that suddenly if you're going out every Monday, it's Sunday, you haven't recorded a podcast. Oh, my God, what am I going to do for tomorrow? So I try and plan either with guests or with my own stuff three or four weeks in advance, but I record no more than two or three weeks in advance because I really I really want the content to be bang up to date if I can, although it's most of it's not date sensitive, of course. So I would say to any prospective podcaster out there listening to this that commit to it, you know, but do it. Give it a chance, you know. Don't I put it off for about a year after I had my first initial meeting with Pete Matthew, who was the mentor I mentioned earlier, and then I finally got going. And then, of course, I had the second phase where I just where he told me to, you know, get going and do it every week. So I think that would be um, something as well. Clearly, you know, people will talk about what sort of equipment do you need, and clearly the audio quality is has got to be you know pretty good, frankly, because mm-hmm. there are tons of podcasts out there, and if you produce a podcast with poor audio, then it's going to be difficult for your listeners to a what understand what you're saying, maybe, but also to you know they are comparing you with the other podcasts that they're listening to. But you don't need to go mad on equipment. But you know, I'm I'm recording this with you on a USB microphone, so you know, one of the tips I was given is don't rely on the built-in microphones of your various devices to record or, or be interviewed for your podcast. So, you know, a little investment in that. When I record my own, I've now got, you know, pretty sophisticated kit now, frankly, that I didn't have when I first started, but I've invested in since. So, and I think, um, I think just if you're, if you're enthusiastic and passionate about what you do, and I try and do that with all my episodes, so it's not a chore it's something I really look forward to doing. I enjoy the interviews, I, but I do my research. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really well prepared. I, you know, I spend a lot of time researching guests. I get my notes. I don't have a set of list of questions, but I do have prompts and notes. And I know I can keep the podcast going for 20, 25 minutes around those things. So I think those would be some of the things that I would suggest as my tips, if you like. Yeah, no, those are all really great. And and it's something that we've talked a lot about on Hosted is the numbers. You know, people enter the world of podcasting for various reasons. But to enter the world of podcasting and you're not Dax Shepard and you think that you're going to get a million listeners, you're going to be very disappointed. You need to do this because you want to do this. You have a passion to do this. If you're interviewing guests, you enjoy talking to people. You know, that is, I think, what I've loved most about 
hosting the podcast is talking to people that I've never really talked to before. We may have exchanged emails, but to really, to have a conversation, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I get to have like two to three new conversations per week. Cause I'm with, I, I like to backlog. I'm publishing every other, every other week, but I like to, I like to have as many um, episodes prepped and ready to go as, as I can. I think it's really important. And, you know, it takes a lot of work to start it. I mean, it, there's not, there's a low barrier to entry in podcasting. Definitely equipment's important, but you know, it, it takes work and time and, and commitment. And so stay committed to it. All very Absolutely. good tips. Yeah, I, th- I think it is that kind of, uh, you know, commitment. Uh, and the other the other thing that uh, I've, I've it's made my life so much easier during lockdown, which I've latched onto, is a thing called Calendly. So I'm oh, going to give you a little plug. Yes. I use that for, for guest booking. And before I use that, I'll be doing the old, well, can you make Thursday at three? Oh, no, I can't. And this was often by email. So then, oh, what about Friday at four? No, no, no. So it took forever. So now I just link it all through Calendly. I send people a link. They book on, a bit like I did for your show. And and so if you're going to launch a podcast with guests, get yourself set up on Calendly. It won't cost you a fortune for a subscription. Link it to something like Zoom or whatever. And it will transform the easiness of your guest booking on the show, which is the key to getting them on there. Make it easy for them to come on your show. Yes, absolutely. Yes, 100%. I mean, the back and forth of communicating, scheduling is a nightmare. So Calendly is a lifesaver. And you can set up workflow automations. So if you want to do a post-interview email follow-up, a pre-interview email, you can set all those automations, just set and forget. So that's a good plug. And I think, I think the other, one of the other learning points for me, and I, I learned this from uh, somebody else, well, two things really. One is listen to other people on podcasts because mm. that's how I started. You know, I was listening to a couple of guys who don't do one anymore, I don't think, called Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose. And they had a podcast called This All Marketing and they used to go on for about an hour and I would listen to them in my car on my commute to work at the time. And um, they were the, you know, part of the people that got me in, into podcasting in the first place. And so I would always listen and learn from other podcasts. And I listen to a lot of other podcasts now, primarily to check in on the way they do it. Yep. Yeah, it's the best way to to improve your skills, your interviewing skills, is by listening to to some of your favorite interviewers. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I have one more question for you. Well, I might have more than one. So that was a misrepresentation. But one of the questions that I have is the listeners, because you know, you've you've grown your listenership over the years, and what kind of I think it's it's fun because you know at first you're doing this and you're doing it because you're enjoying it but then once you start getting some feedback from people that have listened you're like oh wow you're you're paying attention I'm actually having an impact can you point to any times that you've received feedback from listeners that just like made your heart sing or you know just like validated everything you're doing absolutely um particularly with my running one because um a, few, a couple of months ago, I was a marshal at a running race, uh, quite a tough race that I'd done myself, an 18-mile coastal path race. I'd done it the year before, I think, and I was a marshal towards the end. And I'd be there cheering people through and saying, you know, well done, keep going and all this. And, and two people independently said to me, 
as they ran past, they go, great podcast, Trevor. And I, I was going, that's oh. so cool. I shouted them, how do you know that? And they go, we recognized your voice. <laughs> that's amazing. And I've had, I've had other, I was, uh, I did, um, we had a local running show here down in Cornwall a few weeks ago, and I took my podcast recording kit with me and I set up lots of microphones and I, I tried to get people to come on and do two or three, you know, minutes on the podcast. And I would get people coming up to me and say, oh, yeah, Trevor, it's a great show. I listen to every episode and, and I go, oh, that's brilliant. So who are you? You know, I'll give you a shout out on the next one. So <laughs> interestingly, I think I've had because I think in the UK, we're still a very much an underdeveloped business podcast nation. Yes, you are. So I, I rarely bump into people who listen to my business podcast. As I say, most of the guests are in the States. The, 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 the listener profile seems to be everywhere but the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't get that feedback for the, for, the, for the business one in the same way. I'll get people commenting on LinkedIn and things like that, but not in person, you know. It's very rare I meet somebody in person, oh, I listen to your business podcaster. I mean, there are people who do, but it's quite rare. But the running one, yeah, it's great. If I go to any running event and uh, someone says, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast, I say, oh, great. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> oh, that is so great. That's such a fantastic and, – and for running too. Like you really – I think anyone who's entering that world or just needing to tap into some inspiration, you know, like being able to be that source is really – that's really cool. Well, and, I, uh, sorry, I was going to say I, yeah. do, I do record a few running ones on the run. So if I'm do taking, you really? Yeah, if I'm taking <laughs> when I did the 44 miler, I every three miles I recorded something for the podcast. Oh While my I gosh! Stop! I just switched on, and um, so if runners catch me up, I go, "Don't worry, I'm not talking to myself and going crazy here. I'm talking <laughs> to my podcast." And I try and remember to put a banner on my back saying, "If I'm talking to myself, I'm recording for the like like live on air." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So you've not only mastered eating on the run, but you've also mastered podcast hosting on the run. That's impressive. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've mastered because uh, the, sometimes the wind plays havoc with me. And sometimes uh, I did I did a half marathon recently and I thought I'd switched on my recording kit and there were two oh, lights no. on and there should have been three. And I didn't notice that. And I got home and I downloaded it. I said to my son, there's absolutely nothing on this SD card. And he said, well, how many lights did you have on? I said, two. He said, well, I did tell you it was three. So like, I recorded oh, a whole no. half marathon, which I would have, you know, taken snippets from. Um, and there was absolutely nothing there at all. So oh, it doesn't matter how long you've been podcasting, you still have to be careful with your kids. <laughs> you know, and that is something that I hear from all the hosts is that as soon as you get comfortable, something slips up always. So don't get discouraged and don't get too comfortable. Something's going to, something's going to fall. Yeah, yeah. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your journey through podcasting and training for a 44 mile run. I'm just the, the most I've ever done is a half marathon and that nearly I thought that my hips were never going to be the same. So I, I can't even imagine what I'm just, I'm in awe. Um, so great job. Congratulations. Thank you. 
keep on going with the podcasting. You you have a have a true talent there. So it's it's a joy to hear and everyone should absolutely tune in to uh, better presentations, more sales podcast and running 44 at 60, which you can find on all the streaming platforms of your choice. So thanks everyone for tuning in to Hosted. Trevor, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me on the show, Brandy. Absolutely. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.